JT Smith of the TFOM podcast here for season two, episode 21. I've got an old friend, somebody that we talked to a lot during this football season. Now the football season is over. I want to grab him in because it's just been such a busy, busy, busy last couple of weeks. I wanted to get my OG, my big brother, Dan yeah, Sellers yeah. in the building. What's going on? Man, what's happening, brother? Man. I, uh, <laughs> it's been a great year. Um, I, it, it, it didn't end so well for me personally. Of course, my dream came true. The the uh, Bearcats made it to the uh, uh, to the playoffs, and the first game was right here in Dallas. And that Thursday, I was going to uh, meet several teammates over at my country club. <clears throat> I had a tea time. And before that, that morning, my, my, my wife was uh, having some symptoms from uh, what we thought was COVID, but it was a sinus infection. Dang. And I had my two grandkids in the car with us. And uh, I'm, I'm taking them, I'm doing the right thing, taking them over to get tested that morning, about seven in the morning, we, we just stand in line and uh, come to find out out of the three, out of the four of us, I was the only one that, uh, tested positive no symptoms so i couldn't even go meet the fellas to play golf and then obviously i had to get rid of, i had two tickets that i had and i uh, didn't get a chance to participate in anything i uh, was like, um, oh man i remember i hit you up <laughs> a couple days after i was like oh man yeah. you told me yeah, I, I feel bad even bad worse than when they love i heard that's the yeah. thing i just knew i was like man you know who i ain't reached out to i was like i ain't talked to my man then I, then I had text you. He was like, man, I'm just getting over it. I'm just getting over this. And I was like, oh, man, I feel terrible. Yeah, I feel yeah terrible. it was terrible. It was. It was horrible, man. <laughs> it was like I, all year, I'm like, oh, if they get to Dallas, I, I'm just going to have a big party at <laughs> yeah. the house for the fellas. Yeah. Play golf. It was 80 degrees that day. Mm. And that Thursday before the game. And the guys, they all got a chance to play. But uh, I didn't. I, I couldn't even... Yeah, all I can do is wave out the window, like, hey, guys, <laughs> <Yeah>. yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Cause I was wondering, I was like, when I didn't hear from you, I was like, man, something must be up. Because normally, we, at least the day of, you know what I mean? Like, you hit me up or something. We either talk and yell at each other for a quick second about what's going on, or we just talk about how everything going smooth. But I know I'm like, yeah. man, I just realized it. Like, man, I ain't talked to my man then. But yeah. Uh, but just, hey. you know, I my wife ended up catching it later, ended up taking care of her. She had some symptoms, and, mm. and uh, so it's been a shoot. I don't know, four weeks. We've been, you know, I've been all right. Obviously, didn't I, I had my booster shot and everything, and yeah, she had her. She hadn't had her, so I, you know, the blessing is I didn't get sick, man. And yeah, for you know, sure, I ended up sleeping on the couch a few nights just to stay away from her in the den and then uh you know then she got it and uh she just now got over it a week ago so it's uh, been a rough you know three and a half weeks man for yeah. her dang so. i'm glad y'all doing cool man because that's i already know man it's it's, it's it ain't no ain't no punk i think <laughs> i got it in november but I mean, it didn't. I didn't really have symptoms, so I just was living like a, a bum in the basement for a few days to make sure everybody was cool. Right. Yeah. Right. So That's yeah, but just Omicron is getting everybody. Yeah. For sure. Everybody gonna get it. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's man. Wild. So. Yeah, man. So I guess let's talk about the season itself. Um, more so, uh, 
you know, it's been a lot of turnover, you know, since the last time we talked, you know, um, yeah. Perry, Eliano, you know, Eliano went to Ohio State as a safeties coach. Um, the return of, as they call West Side Jesus. <laughs> you heard West Side. They call him West Side Jesus. You ain't seen that? <laughs> no. Man. You ain't seen that when they call him West Side Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Good. But Kerry okay, okay, Combs, he's coming back being a special teams coordinator and, and D, D backs coach, um, yeah. or cornerbacks coach. And then um, a blast from the past, a, a former player, Walt, Walt uh, Stewart is coming back to be outside linebacker sniper coach. They just kind of announced that today. It's kind of it broke a couple of days ago for real, but it's kind of. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. And then uh, who else? What else we got going on? Um, you know, Dem Brock went to LSU and then Gino's now the new OC for the for the team. So, you know, you know, teams have been, you know, plucking plucking the Bearcats, you know, coaching staff, which is a good thing, you know, because that means the Bearcats are doing something right, no matter how you feel about the people that laugh or et cetera. um, You know, they're doing something right if people are coming calling. So, like, what do you feel about, you know, that part of it? You know, that's that's part of college, but that part of it and, you know, the new people that are taking different roles right now. Oh, man, I just think that if you if they can come in and get congruent with what Fickle wants, um, I really don't know what Geno's style might be. I don't know if he's a physical guy, wants to, you know, establish the run first, uh, you know, or air it out like yeah. like like he did when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know what his style would be. I, I, you know, he's been a position coach long enough to have an idea of what, the coordination uh the coordinator position might be and um so i i have some confidence there um and i'm sure fickle understands what that might be i I think we're going to struggle next year anyway just because we we lost so many key players Mm -hmm. uh defensive offensive linemen um and uh you know our receiving core is going to be okay they they Mm -hmm. they weren't they weren't special, if you will, last yeah, year. They, same, had some, yeah. they had some good players, um, but they weren't, you know, special. So that means they'll be a year better. And yeah. uh, um, there's, I hear there's some good young guys that that are gonna, you know, do well. But um, the, you know, you're gonna have the, the, you know, your your one of your veteran tight ends come back. Uh, two of your veteran tight ends, yeah. two two NFL guys. Yep. Um, and uh, so that's going to help a lot. So I think that he's going to favor, um, you know, probably the strength of, of those tight ends and engage in, in a lot of play action stuff with them. And uh, and so we'll see. I mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't blown away by Dumbrock. So, you know, him leaving, it, it's going to be a struggle at LSU because he has zero uh, imagination when it comes to to play calling he had a couple games where he was really 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 good and the rest of them he was trash i'm not even gonna say <laughs> and uh, you know like the houston game the houston game i thought was his best game and uh the smu game was his really? best game he made some great great calls and i give him credit for that but yeah. I'm, also, I'm also gonna you know he was hot trashed and most of the other games that <laughs> that we including that Navy and Tulsa, just yeah. So 
All and right. definitely the, the championship game, the uh, home, the, the uh, not championship game, but the playoff yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Trey. yeah, that's pretty bad. That's yeah, pretty bad. Both him and Trussell, both coach scared. Uh, everybody that I knew down here that didn't even really follow Cincinnati understood that those defensive backs were, you know, first and second round draft choices. Yeah. And uh, did not understand why they didn't just blitz blitz the kid just like Dude, uh georgia did that's man my dad literally calls me like he's a super super huge ohio state fan but he's like man i'm riding with y'all you know he, he's like man i know you're doing your thing i'm riding with y'all like i'm riding with y- y'all boys i love them cornerbacks they cold he like man why are they not sitting in the house man he was like you he was like you know sauce and kobe gonna hold it down man if they burn right. them, he was like if you burn them you just shake their hand it was supposed to happen yeah. he was right. like just in the house man send the house he kept like he called me like it's the most i talked to my dad my dad would talk to me for 30 seconds and be like, All right, i love you i'm out but he called me four times before halftime i said oh, he's, <laughs> he's into this game <laughs> well i, I think I think it showed on uh, Fickle's face in the uh, post-game interviews that, you know, he was really, really upset that they didn't give uh, the best effort from the coaching staff. And, um, you know, they just got out coached. I mean, they just really just – it was above and beyond. And sometimes you get coaches who – you got coaches who coach from wristbands and and charts and – uh, then you got coaches who coach from Phil. Yeah. And they understand the game. I mean, every, you know, and and a lot of these guys get to the point where they are because they coach from a clipboard and they look at down the situations and they have to make a decision based on that instead of the Phil. They're not yeah. watching the game. They're not watching each position and every, you know, play. And, and so – they basically come up with script and they they script those, you know, down the distances and yeah. these plays go off of that and hope the kids can react instead of putting them in the best position. And I, and I felt that's what uh, both coordinators did all year, you know, tre- especially Trestle. Mm. And, um, you know, so. Yeah, uh, third. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, they, 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 they could have ran the ball. I mean, they were getting three and four yards. They he ran you know, They 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 didn't establish the run. He he jumped away from establishing the run so fast, and to to these, uh, you know, fifteen yard timing routes the whole time, just trying to get get the ball off and hoping the guy be there. Yeah, and um, just didn't just didn't go in there thinking they could win. And I you yeah. know and, I, and so I so I think uh, I think at that point. You know, uh, Fickle was like, "Man, I gotta get you. I gotta let this guy go. This coordinator and and I mean, Trestle's gonna be back, but I think he'll learn a lesson." Yeah, you know? I think um, so. It, you know, because you know, you know, it it is what it is. Yeah, but true. They 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 play. They had some disappointing or unfulfilling games where they kind of just you know. Man, I'm gonna win this game. Throw roll my helmet out there and win this game. <laughs> and until they get over that, you know, because um, I think they got enough talent next year to win. I mean, if they win nine games, I'm happy. Yeah, true, true. Because it's just know. such a big. Not to cut you off, but it's been this year. 
it's unprecedented, especially for UC, just to have this much success. You lose yeah. so many seniors, you're going to have some kind of drop-off. But yeah. um, I feel like nine games is definitely doable. I mean, they have enough talent to where else nine games is definitely possible. I mean, who knows, you know, but um, I don't think it'll be a crazy drop-off, but I just don't expect it to be like this year. It's just I think this was maybe in a couple years, the way he's recruiting, you know, maybe the year after, I think maybe it could be they be back at it. I just think they had, especially on defense, those corners, man, it's just hard to say somebody's going to feel it. I mean, they got a lot of talent in that in that position. It's not bare, but it's just hard to be like you sauce literally shut down the other half of the field. And then people were really, really about the end of the season. People are scared to kind of throw Kobe's way. Like, you know, at the beginning of the season, they were like, all right, we throw Kobe away here and there. And he stood up to it so much that they said, ah, shoot, we got to we got to attack the middle. That's all we got. Even even Alabama couldn't hit the boundaries on them. You know what I mean? Oh, it couldn't. Um, even and, Bama. And that's where, you know, Kerry uh, Combs is going to come in. I mean, Kerry Combs knows talent. I mean, he coached a, a lot of NFL first-second-rounders at cornerback. Yep. And I think, you know, he, he will understand how to work with those kids. And, 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 you know, a lot of kids play. You know, defense, they play 30 guys a game. Yeah, and, true. Uh so, you know, it's it really depends on price. Like, if this kid is what they say he is, and uh, you know, um, you know, could be a dual threat, and but he has to be cerebral. He can't just be out there like you know, I got an arm and, and some legs, and I'm just <laughs> out here running around. He and I think with three, it'll be his third year in college. Yeah. Next year. And he'll be a sophomore, right? Yeah, sophomore. yeah, redshirt sophomore. And, yeah, yeah redshirt sophomore. So if he plays like a three-year guy, you know, unfortunately he didn't get a lot of playing time this year because we bullshitted during the end of the games a lot. Or, yeah, or, never know, got that kill, that kill, you know, that kill punch. They might stick around. Right. You thought he's going to get a whole quarter and he didn't. So, right. you know, here and there. But now they got they, Ben Bryant came back, you know, on the transfer. He left one year and came back. So that's I think it's going to be their battle in spring ball is going to be real. Like those. Well, Ben Bryant came back for a reason. He wasn't going to play where he was at. So, and <laughs> I mean, I don't know how good he is or not. I, I you know, I'm never it's, really. They nah. He was know. doing doing the research. Um, now I had watched a few games because you know the action because he was at EC e, EMU. Oh, he, he, threw, yeah, he threw for like three. He threw for three. He didn't start, start the season. And then the kid got hurt. He threw for about 3,100. Oh, he, okay. He wasn't started there. Yeah. Then he was playing. They said they line wasn't that good, but he was letting it go. I seen a couple. Seen, I watched probably about three or four games with him, with him this okay. year. He was he was holding it down. So it's going to be interesting. I wish we held on to the running back at Utah. How great would that be? Man, they tried to keep him <laughs> though. They tried to keep him though. It was just yeah, stuff under out of their control for real, <laughs> for real, yeah. for real. But he he was killing him, wasn't he? Imagine they would have oh, had him yeah. in four back. That's great. That would have been crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a monster. Both of them. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Was a monster. But everybody knew he was a monster even when his first year he got there. You know, he's supposed to go to Oklahoma, but you know, grades and stuff. They had they couldn't wait on his. Test and all that fun stuff, and you see that with a swap swoop in. Shoot, he yeah. was, I think he almost had 500 his first, 
as a true freshman coming from high school. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. some people just a little bit different. He just was one of them kids. As soon as you saw, it was like, dude, did he even need the weight room? You know what I mean? One of them kids. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he came in there looking like he was already ready. So it's just it's like that, man. He was just one of those guys. But, yeah, he, he was killing. I'm, I'm happy that he's having a success like that because he had a – being from uh, – from Dayton, my hometown, know yeah. a lot about him. It's just good, you know, that he's having success. And he had a lot of trials and tribulations, man. He's he's passing through it. So that's pretty dope to see the young man yeah. doing legit. But, speaking yeah. Of, of, uh, speaking of transfers, we got a couple guys coming in. What are you thinking? All right. So the the one I'm, – I'm interested to see Ivan Pace because him – because the Sean Pace – to me, bar anything crazy, I automatically see him as an NFL player. Like it's weird. like it's just as soon as the first time I saw the young man play, I was like NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah, bar something crazy. Head. Yeah, just I like him. Yeah, I like I like him a lot. Like I take him on any any team I played on, I want him on my team. And um, his brother just was at Miami, which didn't get as much love, but you know they were. It was a Mac player year. But sometimes you look at that and people don't really show him love, but he was in the portal and all the big boys came after him. But when you oh, saw him play, you was like, this kid can play. He just plays for Miami. So people aren't really giving him the props he deserves for real. Right. So I'm I'm excited to see them two play together. Um then now they got they're gonna have a kicker. Um, mm. you know, they got a kicker that he, he can't, I mean, his stats look pretty fire. So hopefully they definitely need a kicking game. And then uh, I want to see this Hawaii, this kid from Hawaii. I mean, he almost had a thousand yards last year. Um, I think his average catch, average catch, um, was like twenty-two yards to catch or something crazy like that. So I don't know his talent, the talent level. I don't know if it's the talent level of the what Hawaii was playing or what, but I wouldn't mind seeing if he can average sixteen yards to catch here. You know, 16, 18 yards, that's that's big play. That's almost double first down. But <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you get that with right. those tight ends, I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to do and to see, you know, who's going to be throwing on the rock too because I think that Ben Bryant, Evan Prater thing is going to be a real competition. It's not going to be what everybody thinks. I think it's going to be, you know, knockout, dragout type thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got one kid that got, got, got D1 ta- – uh, D1 – um uh experience and then you got a guy that doesn't really have a whole lot other than yeah. a few cleanup games. Yeah. And I I be honest with you, I can't even remember how he did in some of those games. <laughs> Up and down. Yeah, I feel like he did ran a lot. I've seen him in practice though. Like the thing he's gonna have to work on like from now to whenever to now to even the summer, like his touch touches. He has the arm, but he's Right now, everything's a fastball. Kind of raw. Yeah, yeah, everything's a fastball. You know what I mean? Like, so he's got to get that touch. Where that's where, like, we saw Ritter. Like, you were watching at practice. He started developing. Where okay, I need to put, I need to put more air on this. I need to. All right, right here, I don't got to throw the fastball right there, but I got to lead him into that corner, that pylon. Like, that's what Prater's gonna have to do. And I think where Brent Bryant has the advantage is he played a little bit before he left at UC in meaningful games. And then he had a whole year where he got to let it go, let it fly. Your, you know, your best experience is playing time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And he's gotten a whole year, 
year and a half almost ahead of him. So it's going to be interesting to see how the young man steps up and how that works out. But, but to you, um, talking about um, the team, you know, a lot of people stay. You know, you're a big advocate of a lot of people staying. And, you, oh, yeah. you know, we talked about this, you know, multiple times off the record. But you got, you know, both tight ends stayed. Um, Javon Hicks, safety stayed. Malik Van stayed. Um, Wilson Huber stayed. And I think that's huge for the Bearcats team because I feel like the more – let's see, Jabari Taylor did too, was, was one of the people that played in D-tackle, big rotation guy. Um, yeah. But just talking about that, like how you were an advocate of it last year, like, hey, I would take it. Just think about, like, Joe DeBlanco. I feel like has a chance to get drafted. I think if he leaves the year before, that's not going to happen. Think about um, Darian Beavers, who would have been probably a – Priority signing, I would think, but now I think he's going to be what possibly anywhere from third to fifth round. Um, let's yeah. say Kobe Bryant made himself a lot of money. I, mean, I think he would have got drafted last year, but he might have been more so into the draft type of a guy to being possibly. I mean, depending on how you test, you never know. He might get sneak in the back of the first round. You don't know, but right. I mean, I'm thinking no matter what, second or third round at worst case scenario for Kobe just for staying, and you know he got you know, getting those rewards and stuff, but just those guys staying. And then my man, Curtis Brooks, he made himself a lot of money, I think, um, just from staying. And you got those guys staying. Like how um, you've been, you've definitely been an advocate of this. Like how proud are you of those guys per se? And then just like, like how forward thinking do you think it is to see these young men staying and taking advantage of that that's coming back the next year? Well, I mean, the way, the way college athletics is set up nowadays it is more flexible than it's ever been. I mean, like, I think by the time I got to college, it was so re- it was so regulated because of the 70s and and how people in the 70s and 60s and 50s were going to school. They weren't going to class. They were taking basket weaving and all that stuff. <laughs> by the time I got to college, everything was so regulated. I mean, you had to be in a real college. Um, you know, <laughs> trying to graduate with a real degree, and you had to go to so many courses. Every and now it's kind of back to you know, heck, I can take five classes online, you know. And, <laughs> you know, people are getting degrees just because they know how to use Google nowadays. So it's like, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's like these guys that, that came back, they understood that their value was based on. Uh, as far as the NFL was based on, you know, what they put on the field and on film. And they just didn't have, you know, they had enough film, like you said, maybe to become a free agent like Dokes yeah. and all those other guys. And now they, you know, you can't tell me if Dokes would have came back, he wasn't going to get drafted, you know, highly or higher than he did. Yeah. Um, you can't tell me if Elijah Ponder, you know, yeah. wouldn't have got drafted in the top three rounds. If Elijah Ponder would came back, we would beat Alabama. You know what I'm saying? The guys like that who yeah. kind of, you know, um, didn't want to do the class where didn't have to do the class where they all, most of them had already graduated. Yeah. And they didn't want to, they didn't want to have to do the, the class work uh, uh, to stay eligible and all that other stuff. Um, but like I said, the same, no, it's, it's like how really hard are these kids working in college? It's not like it used to be, you know, if you yeah. got a laptop, yeah, laptop man, you can you can pretty much 
pass any class, write any kind of paper in, you know, an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I commend those guys for putting in the work. The hard work is on the field, you know, in the workout and getting getting prepared to come back and play, um, play this season. And so they got rewarded. Uh, they, it was a it was a perfect storm in terms of the guys that came back, um, the maturity uh, of that team, and um, you know the quarterback. You know his uh, maturation was extraordinary from the first year to where he is now. And yeah. This second year, you know, I never would have thought he was going to be thought of as a first round draft choice. Um, because I didn't think he had a complete game until this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and hey, the thing is, the the key thing is, Fickle has recruited well. Or if he didn't recruit well and it was just like a strike of lightning, he'd have been out of there. Yeah, he yep. knows that he's recruited well. He's got players that are going to come back that we're going to be talking about, just like we talked about some of these guys this year. Yeah, you know, um, like I said, they may take their lumps early. Because typically, uh, you know, guys who are not used to starting, they have issues. Um, this is not like Alabama where you plug in a guy that never started a game that's a five-star and he's, you know, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> but we're a lot better off than a lot of the, um, you know, teams in our conference um, and that he has recruited in the top 25 consistently. And that makes a lot of difference. He did it again this year. So yeah, it's only gonna get even better, which is crazy. I'm glad that he's been sticking around because, dude, the longer we keep him, dude, he's right now. You gotta see these offers that are going out. It's like it's different. It's different. Like even for somebody that's covering him, like me, I'm like, oh, you know what I mean. He was already impressing me how he was going after certain kids and young men but right, right. now it, it's getting where people like it's getting where everybody is a certain cut from a certain cloth and it doesn't matter where it's coming from at first he he's still attacking the, the close area of like this radius of cincinnati which is super smart and making sure he's getting those michigan kids and going up to cleveland and stuff like that but dude i, I checked like this offers from when the cold when the um the cold period stopped, it's California, it's Texas. You know what I mean? Where it might have been one kid from Texas here or whatever they might have offered, or maybe two or three. Like I, I feel like the last couple of kids, the one kid I talked to, California, kid, the other kid I talked to the other day, Texas. Like, and then I feel like it's Texas, Florida, Florida. And I mean, he's able to get places where I didn't think UC would be able to get. You know what I mean? I think that's just and he's not even got, I mean, he, the Big 12 is around the corner, so it's definitely easy to sell. But at the same time, I think with how he's recruiting, it's going to go. I wouldn't be shocked if he has, before they get in the Big 12, I wouldn't be shocked if he has a top 15 recruiting class come in, like a top rated recruiting class where they rated super high like that. Because right now it's, it's, it's crazy because the kid they got today from, Miamisburg, I feel like he's just not gotten the props he deserves yet. I saw his tape last year before UC offered, and I was like, this kid's a D1 player, like flat out the ball. And then, you know, he committed to him. But um, tight end? Yeah. He's kind of like a tweener. He reminds me like of a 
Wiley, but could possibly be a wide receiver if he wants. Gotcha. Depending on how how his body weight, you yeah. know, when he gets the weight on him, how it works. But he can go up and get it. Like he just can go get it. Now he can w- move. W- he moves smooth. Wiley's a superstar next year. I guarantee you. He's a guy, athletically uh, um, and physically, he got. He's got it. Yeah. Uh, I think next year he's going to open it up. They gotta um, hit them tight ends, man. Cause yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how those tight ends didn't both have fifty catches. Like so I don't know if I'm selfishly, cause even Lenny is to me, I don't. Both of them, I don't see how they weren't right. just. I mean, you see, I mean, Lenny got the got the play. I mean, each. I feel like they never had a game where they both blew up on somebody, which I don't understand right. how. You know what I mean? To me personally, I yeah, mean, no, I get it. No, I get it, man. It might be like uh, one. Or the others, it was like one or the other, and I was like, "You got Ritter back there. I don't see how you can't." It shouldn't have been. They should have both always had five catch, almost in there to me personally. But I, yeah, I, I think that uh, you know, number one, we need to improve on our offensive line. We got to be more physical. We got to be. It's easier to be physical than it is to be finesse, believe it or not. And so I don't know why more teams don't, um, you know, recruit yeah, and yeah, employ that physical. It is that physical style of football. When you don't have athletic ability, you not saying that we don't, we didn't. But my thing is, you know, these guys, um, they played okay, but they didn't, they definitely did not play physical. They did not manhandle anybody other than Houston and uh SMU. Mm. And then, you know, obviously Miami of Ohio and all that other stuff. Yeah. But I'm talking about as far as the high end D1 teams that we played. Um you know, and and Navy, they I just felt like they were very big, big guys, just not physical. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're either gonna be like, you know, um, when what's his name was uh when Brian Kelly was here, he made all the offensive linemen go from three something down to two eighty five, two ninety, and a very, you know, he made them very nimble, and and that worked, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they still had a good running game, but they, you know, they did a lot of different uh, schemes, traps, and and screens and different things, run out screens and all that. But yeah, um, you know, uh, so I, I think next year it's a priority that our offensive line either becomes a physical offensive line, or you know, they go to a more athletic deal. But um, they just didn't knock people off the ball this year, and that hurt. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, I think that helped. That hurts when it comes to when you talk about tight ends and play action. You know, um, they were yeah. really wasn't they really wasn't able to do a whole lot. They did a lot of run uh, RPOs with the tight ends, which was cool. But um, you know, we'll see. I mean, yeah. I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I want to see this Prather kid be successful. I don't know about the other kid that that much. I really didn't see him play much when he was here before. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, with a kid like Prather, he's got to, you know, I hate to say this, but he's got to be more cerebral um, and understand the complexity of, of the defense and not just be an athlete running around out there because there's a ton of teams with good, good athletic quarterbacks that just can't beat you. Yeah. You know, we played against a few of them. Yeah. That's true, man. That is true. Yeah. So, so next year, well, like 
I know it's early. I mean, you, you haven't even gotten a spring ball, but what do you, like you said nine, nine wins. Like, what do you feel like is something that you're expecting? Just because with, with Fickle on its on the sideline, you know, it's certain expectations now because of how good he's done. Um, what do you think? What do you think they uh, they do next year? And that's just, it's just early. You know what I mean? So it's just trying to have a crystal ball. I think they I think they still compete for a conference title. Um, I think that really next year is going to be for the year after. I think yeah. by the time we get into Big 12, we're going to have another cycle of, you know, uh, to be able to make a run for yeah. the conference championship. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to be at eight or 12 or still at four yeah. in the playoffs. But I think in two years, I think we'll make that run. I think you just can't you just can't help it when you start to have that much success in recruiting that you're going to have uh, a turnstile, if you will, uh, of talent coming through the door. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's only one Alabama, you know, that can kind of every year reload like they reload. For yeah. The national championship. People don't understand how hard that is for them to be in a, the national playoff situation every year. Um, that's just hard to do, but he does it because, yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's just the exception <laughs> to the rule. True. And, uh, um, so I would say, you know, next year, if we can win nine, get find a way to win nine games and get to a, uh, uh, you know, prominent bowl, that'd be great. Um, you know, we got Arkansas right off the bat. They they're up and coming squad, so that'll yeah. say a lot about where we are. I hate to see, I hate to see that we have to play them first game. Yeah, but on the same note, you know, um, you know, it's it'll be a good challenge and a good test. If we come out and knock them, that'll just give us more momentum. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I just can't wait to see what what these young guys, uh, you know, are gonna do. You know, there's not gonna be a lot of senior players. Uh, you got a few coming back, like you said. I yeah. think the transfer portal still has a lot to say for what we're going to be next year. Yeah. Um, you know, I almost thought that one of those big quarterbacks was going to end up in Cincinnati for some reason. But, um, um, you know, I'm kind of happy, like you said, with what we got as far as quarterback, these two guys battle it out. Yeah. I think our wide receivers are going to be a little bit better in terms of, you know, being a year you know, older, and um, I just – my question is the offensive line, really. You know, I know mm. we got a couple of young guys that are coming back. Same with defensive line. We got a couple of guys coming back. You know, but a lot of guys played, and we just didn't get a whole lot of recognition from some of these guys. I guess, you know, through spring ball and offseason training, people are going to mature and, and kind of put themselves in position to be successful. And yeah. we'll start hearing about that. And – uh you know, um, like I said, we got good quality players. Just like the guys that plugged in this year that had never played a lot. There, there's going to be some guys coming in next year doing the same. So, true. Yeah, man. So I'm. I mean, I'm excited. So I say nine games is what I what would be my um, my high. And I and I'd say if we got seven games, I wouldn't be disappointed. But nine games, I think, is what we got in us in the in the tank. Okay. Yeah, I see. That's like early. I say nine, ten range. I see. I think that's that's where we that sweet spot. I think we're in that range. And then if they if they come out hard against Arkansas, then who knows? I feel like that might 
they come out against them. I think that that confidence of like ending last year, making it to the playoff, and then boom, the new wave of people playing. Um, yeah. and they beat Arkansas for like they can run with it and you just never know. But I don't I don't think like playoff next year, I don't see that. I feel like um if that happened, that'd be great. I wouldn't turn it down, of course, but I feel like they they'll have a chance if if they beat Arkansas. I feel like then they might possibly possibly have like another big bowl at the end of the year. You know what I mean? Where that's possible. Um, but I don't think playoff that that would be unfair to the kids coming in. Think playoff, playoff, you know, back to back. But they might have a chance for a solid bowl next year if they can beat Arkansas for sure. Because I think that just will top twenty five win off the off the rap off the rip on the road. And you're like, oh, these cats is not playing. So then makes it a little bit more serious got the target on her back too in the conference so uh, you know a lot of teams yeah, are gonna be gunning yeah, for them you know yeah i think it's gonna be a lot better but, but i think that uh you know there's gonna be some kids that played a lot this year that we really didn't pay attention to that are gonna play themselves in promise you know like um uh i saw a couple of the corner the backup cornerbacks that played well and um you know that that did a good job you know, especially the, the safeties. Um, yeah. You got a couple good young line, uh, some good good backup linebackers. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not as athletic as, as the guys, but uh, the Blanco, I, the Blanco to me played himself into being, uh, having an opportunity to be a, a, a special teams guy in the NFL. For sure. You know, he, you know hard as a rock, smart, plays well, um, you know, uh, a tough guy. So, yeah. So Same. we'll see, man. I mean, you know, I didn't expect him to do as well as he did this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a couple of young cats I want to see. Like, uh, I want to see Jaheim Thomas. He got a lot of spot duty when Beavers, like, might got nicked up here and there. And he's, like, one of the the guys went to Princeton, you know, had Ohio State offers, LSU offers that were legit. Um, and I want to see him. I feel like, you know, he's his third year with the program this year. Yeah, I think, bar anything crazy, he'll be the, one of the guys on defense. So I'm I'm super excited to see him play. He's just like one of those kids that are built. No, some kids are just built a little different. And he's one of those right. guys that are built a little different where you just look at him like you can see something. Like if he puts the tape out there that needs to be put out there, he's not going to – he's going to get to play football for a while. Wow. You know what right. I mean? You just can right. see it. Um, so I'm excited to see him get a little bit more burn. And, you know, he played a lot, a lot solidly this year when he did get a chance. The play so I'm, I want to see him like where he's rocking out every day and you know pace the pace pace kid is just awesome to me so um nothing really can change how I feel about you know how good of a linebacker he is personally but um mm-hmm. so you know but he's already kind of put it out there I think I feel like Thomas is going to be the one that kind of takes the casual person by storm this year barring you know right. injuries or anything like that you know so I want to see him play but yep Okay. Well, all right, man. Hey, yep. it's been a been a uh, hell of a role this year, man. I yeah. mean, me spending a part of the year down at the catastrophe being deployed, trying to make calls, eating chicken. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not getting on yeah. and all that other stuff. We, we made it work this year, man. For and, sure, uh, man. I, I, uh, we'll definitely get a couple episodes in during the off season, especially spring and, yeah. Um, uh, then summer and all that other stuff, but uh, for, sh- for sure, uh, man. You posted, man. I'm always eager to jump on and, and, and um, 
you know, share my thoughts. I definitely utilize, uh, you know, your website as my information portal. So <laughs> anything, anything I know about UC football, 99% of it comes from your portal. So appreciate you know, it. Keep up the good work, little bro. And, uh, you know, we'll holler offline like we do. Yeah. And uh, whenever you want to get on here and do something, let me know. Oh, you already know, man. So, yeah, appreciate you taking time out tonight. And then uh, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, this ain't going to be the last time for sure, man. So, hey, guys, okay. we're going to end it right now on this one. But I'm going to talk a little basketball solo. So just, you know, hang on and we'll I'll talk a few minutes about that. All right, y'all. Hey, y'all, back again finish up the podcast talk a little bit about the men's basketball team as you know they will be playing Tulsa at nine o'clock let's see where they're going to be playing them on it's going to be on ESPNU tomorrow but the Bearcats are on a two-game winning streak they just took out Wichita State on the road in a 61-57 win in a game that they didn't really play their best game, especially offensively, but they were just gritty. And it is going to go down as the Hayden Koval game. Man, dude, I think he had like 13, 12 or 13 points in like 10 minutes or something like that. Like, dude was balling, um, just made big plays. And it was pretty cool to see him as he's, you know, one of those graduate seniors that came over with Wes, you know, to have one of those games that he just put his stamp down. And, you know, this Bearcats team is gritty, man. The last thing I checked, um, I want to say Fox Sports, they had the Bearcats on the next four out. So, you know, the, I guess it's 68 teams that go now. But back in back in my day when it was 64 teams, you know, but, you know, um, <laughs> but uh, not to get tripped up on that. You know, so right now the Bearcats are, the, you know, on the second four. So I guess, you know, they're the last eight, which is pretty cool. Um, as I want to say, they're 13 and five. And, you know, if they keep winning, they will have a chance to sneak into the tournament, man. So I think that's pretty dope. Who would have thought, even if they don't make the tournament, who would have thought at the beginning of the year we would be talking about a chance to play in the tournament? Yeah, they are 13-5, and 3-2 in the AAC in West Miller's first year. So, you know, who would have thought that would even been a conversation that, you know, they could possibly make the tournament, and it's it's still on the menu right now. You know, things can change. Frick can go south. Hopefully, it doesn't. But as of right now, they are a team on the uptick that that can you know possibly make this happen. And as bad as I keep bringing up the Xavier game, um, but if you look back at Arkansas and Illinois, that is the reason why you have hope that this team could possibly sneak in. And just how they're playing right now, I think. Um, if somebody's off, you know, like, you know, even on Saturday, not Saturday, but Sunday with Jeremiah Davenport, with him not having, you know, the best offensive game. But I think he only had like two or three points. And, you know, as you can see, as when he scores, I think in the 15 to 20 clip, this team wins a lot easier. As well as, you know, David Julius, which he had a heck of a game on set on Sunday, which helped the Bearcats as well. I think he had a game high of 18 points. But, you know, what Davenport gives the Bearcats is somebody that can score in different levels, which DeJulius can too, but with somebody with height, he's a 6'7", true 6'7 guy, he can shoot the three, a straight line driver, um, but he also has a post game and can get it off the off the glass too. So 
that's something when he score struggles to score, it makes it a lot tougher for this Bearcats team. But it's cool to see them pull off a victory where it looked like it was, you know, they weren't going to be able to do it. I mean, it was just tough. It was tough all day. But they just kept fighting, gritty, grimy, win. That's just what you like about Bearcat basketball. Like, Wes, they can't rebound or for the lick. But he just finds a way. Like, just imagine, like, once Wes gets people that can rebound at a higher clip, um, can shoot the thing from three at a higher clip and, you know, more size, they'd be able to, attack the rim and defend other people man i think it's gonna be very fun to watch these these guys play and i, I mean i like i like them on both sides of the, of the floor it's just like you know it's gonna take a little bit of time but this team has a shot to make the tournament man how dope would that be if the bearcats make the tournament this year and make it to the second weekend in his first year <laughs> that'd be crazy especially with you know the hand he was dealt but you know, this team is playing with momentum, man. I mean, even their last loss. I mean, ever since Tulane, you take, you take away that Tulane game, these dudes have been playing pretty well. So if they can keep that momentum, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they play Houston when they come soon, I want to say in early February. Um, so we'll see, man. But I'm excited to see how they finish this season. They, they're going to give you know me a lot to write about and you know people that cover the team a lot to write about which is exciting itself so make sure you check out the front office news man there's gonna be a lot of stuff up we did have a piece that i want to say neil neil meyer did talking about you know just how on both sides of the floor john newman has been like just a steady eddie guy and he's one of those guys that high energy and it's not a scared of the moment type of dude. You just need a guy like him. Like you, he's one of those guys I, I just see when I watch him play basketball. It's like, all right, if you know you're gonna play a physical game where a fight might happen, he seems like the guy you want to take. To me personally, and you can't have enough of those guys you could take in just any hood and play basketball. And he seems like a guy that if it if your back's against the wall and you both gotta fight that fight to get out of the place. You got a chance with him. He's on the court. That's what he seems like to me. Like he seems like a guy that's just gonna go hard, and you can't have enough of people like that. So that's when to get props. So make sure you guys go check out that article. I thought it was a pretty good piece by my man Neil. So hit that up and uh, share it, like it, and all that fun stuff. But you know the Bearcats got some good games coming up, man. Tulsa. I haven't really checked Tulsa out this year. I'm not gonna lie. But after they go on a road trip of Temple and ECU, you got Memphis and Houston at home back-to-back. -back. That's going to be kind of their truth serum. If they can split or win both of those games, man, they're going to be playing with house money, I feel like, until the end of the year. And they will have a real, real chance, I think, to make this, you know, this tournament. So we should see, man, what they do. And then I also want to give, I feel like I'm jumping all over the place, but give uh, David Julius props. He made... He earned AAC weekly honor roll for the second week in a row. And, you know, that article's up on the site, of, of course. But uh, I want to give him props, man. He's been balling. Even showed my son, like, look, man, it's, in, it's, it's heads up. It's hesitation move. You got to incorporate that in your game. You need to work on that all offseason, my, my boy, because that, that's the move right there. He The way he sells it is just it's beautiful. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, man, you know, the Bearcats. You know, got got a game on Thursday and they'll be off until next week. So it'll be a light weekend 
for the Bearcats. I want to say they're out five days after the Thursday. So I think they play on Monday or is that Tuesday? Yeah, you know, um, look at that when it crossed that bridge when it needs to be crossed. But just make sure you guys check out the front office news, man. I'm going to end this TFM podcast like that. Had to hit the Bearcats basketball team. Um, but I talked a lot about football with my man, Dan Sellers, uh, my OG. So make sure you guys check it out. Share it. Like it. Hate it. Whatever, man. But hit up the front office news, man. We dropping super, super mass content. Got everything you need. Got questions, hit me up, man. So I'm JT Smith. I'm signing out.